4: And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian.
0: Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK Systems, sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The numbers told the story, they always
5: do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on Visa. He's one of those idiots who believe in analytics.
3: Good Friday morning, too. This is a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com and Visa. Fubo, Sling, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. Could be here all day. All the different ways you can get us. Skill Alexander. Thanks for uh, joining us this morning. It's all brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. Producer number five and eight. Grover Cleveland producers. Jeffrey Parlay is here. Jeffrey, baseball yesterday. The Dodgers opened up a can. And then, of course, we had a football game with lots of injuries on one side. Cleveland prevailed over Denver. Not much to say about either game, but we'll get into uh, baseball with Jason Weingarten. We'll talk a little football later. You and I. Yes, you down? You game?
2: Ernest Johnson's pretty good, Gil. That's all I'm going to say on last night's action. To
3: Ernie Johnson. Does that does that indicate to you that uh running back is clearly the most overrated position in football?
2: That, that... I don't think that's for debate, unless if you're Derrick Henry.
3: Unless if you're Derrick Henry. Then you're you're special. You're unicorn. But I'm not I'm not, I'm not trying to disparage anything about Kareem Hunt or Nick Chubb, but clearly it's the offensive line driving things over there, Cleveland, and they get the win. They get to four and three, despite uh, not having either of their two top running backs or Baker Mayfield. And the Broncos, after going three and zero, have fallen to three and four. I hope everybody who uh, paid attention to us talking about how the, the Broncos' season win total being adjusted all the way to ten and a half after beating the Giants game one made no sense whatsoever, and that you should pound the under on that. And I've gotten a lot of tweets on that. People have so. Good for you if you did. On the show today, Vinny Maliulo is always uh, knocking out the uh, end of our show. His perspective from behind the desk. Always fun to talk to Vinny. We will uh, do some college football with Dr. Bob in a bit. He's got some picks. Having a great NFL season, by the way, too. Jason Weingarten, rare Friday appearance from under a cloud of smoke. We'll talk baseball with him. Dodgers off the schneid. Stay alive. We have two... Three to two series, and we got some good baseball today and tomorrow. Game sixes. Glad to see baseball uh, intact this weekend that these series aren't over. We won't get some good baseball. We will in the end in both the American League and the National League. And Paul Carr with his Premier League picks if you want some action in the beautiful game. First, though. I don't know where he is. He's somewhere in this country. College game day producer, of course. Half of the Stanford Stephen the Bear podcast over there at ESPN, and part of the Daily Wager crew. It's the Bear, Chris Belica. How you doing, Chris? I,
1: I'm well. I, I just drove past your your summer house in Beverly Hills. Uh, <laughs> is, is where I am right now uh, on Cannon Drive. Just about
3: The winter house, actually, I should say. What house? What, what house did you did you pass by?
1: You, yeah, you're, you're a winter resident. Oh, except, sure. Second all, like, yes. Beverly Hills.
3: That's right, my boy. <laughs> That's right. Right on Cannon there? Of course. Hey, yeah. say, say hello to everybody for me. Uh, I will. Where, so you're at UCLA, Oregon. That is what you're indicating here. You went to the Dodgers game last
1: night. How was that? I did. It was It was. It was a uh, It was a fun time. I don't know. I, 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 I got to tip, tip, tip my cap to those fans. I know they take a lot of crap for people, but it took an hour to go nine miles. And, and the dedication that those people show—they go to those games, uh, unbelievable! That was a, uh, it was a pretty juiced atmosphere last night, and Chris Taylor uh, had, a, had a hell of a night. So uh, back to three-two, and a ghost of Atlanta sports pass are uh, rearing their ugly head again.
3: Yeah, yeah. As recent past as last year, when they had a three-to-one lead over the Dodgers in the NLCS, so it's happening perhaps all over again. Three homers from Taylor, two from Pollock, counting for ten of the Dodgers' eleven runs in that ball game. Uh, by the way, when you decide where you go for college game day, I'm not saying you personally, but when the group does, is there any input on, okay, we could go to UCLA, Oregon, and maybe catch Dodgers baseball, or we could go and watch Pitt Clemson? Is is, does the Dodgers thing, is that part of the argument?
1: Oh, that that was clearly the uh, the, the I mean, my, myself and Kurt here on the show said, "Okay, a couple of us could show the Dodgers." And so that's exactly why we're going to a uh, to UCLA. Like, I'm, I'm completely kidding, by the way.
3: I know, I know you are.
1: <laughs> uh. but it, it's funny though. That, that that actually uh, brings out like one of my better moments on the show. Uh, back in 1998, when that whole one chase was going on, a total coincidence. So, game day was in Lincoln, like, Nebraska, and like the first weekend of October or the last weekend of September. I can't remember. Uh, when the baseball season ended that year. But uh, that was the weekend where McGuire is hit 69-70 on the final day of the year. And uh, Chris Fowler and I decided to just have an extended layover and connect through St. Louis on that final Sunday. And we got to go to that, that cardinals Expos game on the final game of the year to see big man go 69-70 in that. was a pretty awesome day as well. What a life you have.
3: What a life. Nice. <laughs> so Oregon-UCLA, uh, what do you think here? The favorite changing in this ball game through the course of the week.
1: Yeah, I, I think UCLA should be the favorite. I mean, usually I'm a little weary on lines that cross over zero from, from one team to another. But I, I think if you look at how Oregon has played since the win at Ohio State, they're a completely different team. Uh, with Doverdell, with No Justin Flo, uh, Anthony Brown is really having a lot of trouble uh, completing the deep pass I mean, He's got great wide receivers to guys like Pittman and other guys. But uh, they, they just can't seem to throw the ball downfield. Uh, hopefully the uh, the health situation with Joe Moorhead is, um, is, is better now. Uh, but but I, 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 still don't, I, I still don't know. I think UCLA's rush defense is pretty good. Uh, they nearly beat the Ducks last year up in Eugene, uh, and that was without DTR quarterback. Uh, Chase Griffin had to play that day. So, I, I don't know. I, I think getting devils back as well. Uh, I do agree with the move here. You would be UCLA our pass
3: let me ask you about a game. We, on primetime, time, actually, we talked to Kenny White last night. I asked him about Iowa State and Oklahoma State. Oklahoma mm-hmm. State coming off a win against Texas. They're undefeated. And then if you weren't really paying too close attention to college football, we remember earlier in the year, hey, Iowa State, oh, boy, their uh, Brock Purdy's regressed. They lost a couple games. And, and people, you know, the casual fan kind of forgot about Iowa State. They're seven-point favorites here against an undefeated Cowboys team. Is the seven justified in your opinion?
1: I, I think it, it's, it's funny, there are actually four games tomorrow where the unranked team is favorite over the ranked team. So it just goes to, to show if people have been asking about this game all week, and I just try to remind them that uh, the Las Vegas I don't care don't
6: about the AP
1: people ranking? Because, because there's, there's probably nothing that's more, less representative of how good the college football landscape is than the NEA people. Uh, I was it's, it's funny, I was actually talking to a couple of Iowa State people yesterday, and, and they feel pretty good. Uh, with where we are right now. I know it was just Kansas and Kansas State uh, the last couple of weeks, but, but Brees Hall is really running the ball well now. I've heard he, uh, been Charlie Kohler more involved in the offense, and I think the lie is justified here because I, I think as the, the odds makers and you know from following the sport, Every game has been close, and odds are one of these weeks in a 50-50 type game the defense isn't gonna get a pick six when they're down seventeen seven and it's going be down three scores in Austin. Uh, they're not gonna shut a team out in the second half when they don't score uh, and they get a win. Uh, the only team which can score fewer points in the big twelve than the Oklahoma's meeting, Kansas. So like I, I I think one of these weeks, uh the Cowboys are due for their defense to kinda of not get them away. It might be tomorrow in.
3: But you're you're not I'm not hearing you say uh, I would lay the points though.
1: I, 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 I would I would lay the points, yes. You gotta remember too. Uh, The last two years, Oklahoma State's kind of been a four in the size of uh, Iowa State. They beat them last year in a a close game in in Stillwater. The year before was that Brock Purdy fourth quarter turnover effect. So Mm -hmm. uh, I think this could be one of those payback type games where it's on the minds of Oklahoma State. It might actually be a a blessing in disguise for Iowa State to have been, I don't want to say it's a blessing to lose games, but but the fact they've kind of been forgotten about now and then lost in the national spotlight. I mean, we're early, early in the year, just going out and playing ball. Now, that might actually help them in the long run because they're still right in the middle of a chase kick to the All right,
3: Chris, let me uh, let me get your best bets first before I cherry-pick anything else because I want to make sure we squeeze these yeah. in. What do, you, what do you like best here this week?
1: Uh, I, I like Army getting the points at home against Wake Forest. Uh, Wake Forest is a team that's given up a ton of rushing yards uh, in the last couple of weeks uh, against Louisville and against Syracuse and uh, yes, while well, well, Wake Forest knows that the Army pass game isn't really a super threat, um, I, I do think Army at home getting the points. You, know, you look at the last four or five games that, that Army has played against Power 5 teams, uh, they, they've all been decided by, by, by one score. So uh, I, I think Wake Forest could be in a little bit of trouble here on the road. Uh, I like Miami, which is something I never thought I would say without uh, the Kane season has kind of gone downhill. But But at the same time, while their defense has been bad, they haven't quit. Uh, Tyler Van Dyke, the young quarterback, has come in. Uh, some of the younger skill players have come in. And, and, and I think at home, uh, NC State off that big win at BC last week, this might be a spot, I think, to take the Kings uh, and take them plus the points. And the other game I like is, is Oregon State uh, getting a field goal home against Utah. Oregon State off since that blessed, shocking loss how poorly they played uh, at Washington State. And at the same time, Everything that's happened uh, with the Utah program and their unfortunate incidents uh, with their players. I wonder how much of a, an emotional pull everything that's gone on there is going to take on this team. Uh, you, you have the, 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 the tragedy, then you go to UFC and you win. You had kind of a massive comeback last week against Arizona State, and now you got to go on the road. And you gotta put a face the beaver team which can score some points. So uh, I like Oregon State there. If you go those to right. the three that I'm
3: looking at. All right. Parlay we'll put them in the newsletter uh, for those who missed it. The V slash newsletter, where you can find that. Uh last thing, Caleb Williams, where are you? Which camp are you in? The he missed too many games, so therefore he cannot win the Heisman or is unlikely to win the Heisman, or nope, there's enough runway here where he can, and I would bet on him.
1: I have bet on him. I think there is there is runway. Um, look, look uh, you just, I mean, who are you going to vote for? You're not going to vote for Stephen Bennett. Uh, if Georgia beats Alabama in the SEC championship game, uh, you're not going to vote for Bryce Young. Uh, Matt Corral is just a mess physically right now, and who knows how many games he's going to be able to play. Uh, Caleb Williams has brought the dimension to the Oklahoma offense that everybody thought we were going to see at the start of the year. Uh, he, he, they think they've scored uh, 11 touchdowns and 18 drives since he's taken over. Uh, what, what he has done uh, has been unbelievable. And if Oklahoma State wants to run in this table, and, and they beat Oklahoma State, and they beat Iowa State, and they beat Baylor, and, and they beat whoever it is again for a second time in, in the Big 12 championship game, he started seven games at that point, uh, Why? why wouldn't you vote for him if there really is no other dominant type candidate because his his production has clearly been unprecedented.
3: Caleb Williams, 20-1 to at MGM. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate it. Safe travels. You're welcome, y'all.
1: Everyone have a great weekend,
3: man. You too. Chris Valika, the bear. We'll get some more college picks from Dr. Bob in a bit. Uh, Premier League picks, though, in between from Paul Carr. It's a picks fest. Then Jeff and I will talk NFL. What are we going to do with our entries this week? It's a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network.
6: Gil Alexander on V-Z, the sports betting
3: network. Football season is here. And it's time to download BetMGM Sports. It is Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM, with all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your steal-O. You're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly, okay? Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Skill Alexander. Jeff Partlay is here as well. Uh, I look exhausted in the uh, camera. You know why? Betting tennis for like four hours in the middle of the night? The heck? You try to sleep through it, but then if you have action, it's really tough to sort of get back to sleep. Anyway. mind Kampf. There you go, Jeffrey. That's... Did, did you win at least? <laughs> yes. No, it's a good morning. It's a fine morning. Could have been massive, but still looking fine. Not going to be massive, but, could have, but, but looking good. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we bring him in from Topeka, Kansas, where he, uh, he took his six-year-old daughter to a soccer game last night. He's got Premier League picks for us.
5: It's Paul Carr. How you doing, man? I'm well. My daughter was mesmerized by all the things going on. Uh, didn't like that it ended 0 0. So I tried to teach her the value of taking the under. I don't know if that stuck or not. We'll see. What <laughs> was it? U- what did
3: you say? U.S. South Korea? What was that? It was yeah, that the game. Yeah,
5: U.S. women playing South Korea in Kansas City. Carly Lloyd's next to last game. So had a good time other than the lack of goals. What is your daughter's name? It's Jameson. James-
3: Jameson. I love that. Were you like a Jameson? Bet against human achievement. It's the way to go. <laughs> and she's like, look at you like that. Come on. I Pretty just, much, yeah. I just like the colors, Dad. All right, so All right. We, you were uh, listening to the show the other day, and we were, we were talking about uh, Matt Brown's rant about spots uh, on primetime action yeah. where were saying, oh, it's a letdown spot, it's a sandwich spot, whatever kind of spots, not his kind of thing. But you were you were joking because you're a Dolphins fan. What was your thing about the Falcons-Dolphins game this week?
5: The Matt Ryan revenge spot for the Dolphins not taking him number one overall in the 2008 draft. He's, Jake Long, he's
3: still He's still upset
5: about that. Yeah, yeah, it's going to come out this week.
3: How how do you feel about your Dolphins? We were doing power rankings, and we're, obviously we're talking about top 10, but then we go to the bottom and we're like, okay, Texans probably 32. Then we throw it in, you know, your usual suspects, Jags, Jets, Giants. Um, the Dolphins, based on preseason expectations, certainly the most surprising of the group, yeah. if you
5: will. You would concur yeah. with that? Uh, yeah, I mean, you got a, they were, what, a fringe playoff team, basically. They were last season and kind of the same thought this year. And one win, you're losing to the Jags. You're losing at home to the Colts. Like, these are, yeah, the playoff hopes are out the door. Um, All I really want now is... Figure out if Tua is the guy moving forward. Like that's that's all they need to do with this season, I think. So that yeah, I don't was the, know what the Deshaun Watson thing's going to do. You got to figure out if you can draft a quarterback the next year or two. You just got to figure that out.
3: So that's the follow up. That's the obvious follow up question because when you and I talked in the offseason, we're like, okay, you, you still got to give Tua a shot here because his receivers yeah. had this, the uh, the worst separation from defenders last year on average. Yep. So it well, you know, it's sort of not his fault. Here we are now. You know, he's been hurt, so we didn't get the full you know, amount of games that we needed to so far to evaluate, but like he wasn't, his pick was terrible in London, but the rest yep. of the game he was all right. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. Are you still kind of stuck on him? Like you don't really
5: know. I'm not. Yeah, I am. Cause yeah, three quarters, of that game was pretty good. He had some good drives made a lot of good, different throws other than the pick, you know, which was again, terrible. <laughs> uh, it was a pretty decent game for him. So I was optimistic most of the time until you know the dolphins fell apart in the Fourth quarter, and Brian Flores couldn't make a good decision. But yeah, I'm, I'm not out on Tua yet. And for my impression, I'm not super familiar with the quarterbacks coming out. My impression is there aren't a lot of good quarterbacks no, coming out of the draft. There aren't. Year. There really so, aren't. And the Dolphins probably won't have their top five pick, possibly, because they already traded it. So the, I'm okay with Tua right now. But yeah, I want to know. Let's figure it out over the last, what is it, 10 games of the season.
3: You're not in Circus Survivor, but you're in your own Survivor. Who are you playing?
5: So I'm playing the Cardinals. And this is always what you say, know your rules, know, know your, your rules. Yeah. This is a much smaller pool. We've got, I think, about a dozen people left. Several of them, about half have already used the Cardinals. So it's not like all of us are taking them. We're not doing the Christmas thing. You know, we don't have Christmas this week, which I know a lot of people are saving the Cardinals for in the giant pools. But I like the Cardinals this week. It falls into the don't overthink it category. Yeah. No, if
3: you're, if you're in a pool where Christmas is not a quirk, I cannot argue yeah. with that as well. Uh, okay. Premier League. Once again, yeah. a quick look at the standings. Um, eh, It's starting to get a little separate now, a little separation. Chelsea little Chelsea up on top, a point of, over Liverpool, two points over Man City, and then everybody else two points further down than that. But Chelsea, Liverpool, uh, Liverpool, and Man City, the three you expected to be at the top?
5: Yep, they were the favorites before the season. Uh, they're the best three teams now, I think. Chelsea probably is not the best team. I think it's either Liverpool or City. Those are your top two i uh, really looking at kind of the underlying numbers right now, but those are the top three. I don't expect that to change. So I, I feel good about my preseason picks. I had, I actually bet both Chelsea and Liverpool to win the title. They're each at plus 500 and Chelsea to finish in the Chelsea to win the league minus Man City and Liverpool. So those are looking good right now.
3: Have you tracked your record on the show ball? What is your record
5: now? I think it's 16 and eight so far up about Six- seven units for the season. 16 at
3: eight. Look at it. Yeah. Look at you. All right. A three-pack once again. One on Saturday, two on Sunday. What's on Saturday?
5: All right. Uh, speaking of, don't overthink it. This is Everton Watford on Saturday. I'm taking Everton to win this minus 160. Uh, Everton's in that clump of teams after those top three. Uh, you know they're solidly at top half of the table, but they're not a title threat or probably even a Champions League threat. Uh, and Watford is not good. Like they're relegation threatened, they're newly promoted, uh, and they look the part so far. Uh, they've got a new manager, Claudio Ranieri, who actually managed Leicester to that title in 2016. But just a, that's a different animal. You're taking a you know a middle of the table team and making them good is a lot different than taking a relegation threatened team and trying to save them. So I don't think he's going to help them too much. Uh, so I like Everton here. Just take them to win minus 160. Everton does have some injuries in attack, but I think they have enough. They're good enough. They're at home. They should win this one relatively easily. All right, Everton about
3: minus 160. Always ch- always shop around for these Everton. Uh, in that group of teams, as you said, right below the ones we just mentioned. Speaking of that, a couple other teams knocking out that Champions League door, if you will. Uh, Tottenham Tottenham and West Ham.
5: Yeah, I'm taking the over two and a half here, minus 125. Took the over in each of these two teams' games last weekend and, and got one out of two right, although the other one probably should have gotten there too. But uh, West Ham games have been pretty open. Six of eight games with three-plus goals, five straight Tottenham games with three-plus goals, and it's basically cuz both these teams are pretty good in attack and kind of only so-so in defense you know fairly straightforward there uh but west ham's got a solid midfield i like them uh, a, a fair amount here i kind of I may end up sprinkling a little bit on them to win this as well but tottenham's midfield is a mess again good forwards West Ham has Mikel Antonio up top, one of the better forwards in the league. He's top five in in goals and shots and XG and chances created and all that this year. So I expect some goals here one way or the other. I'll play the over two and a half minus 125.
3: By the way, do you only play Premier League or do you have your eye on other
5: international and specifically other European leagues as well? Mostly Premier League. It is a big weekend uh, around Europe. You know, we've got a Clasico with Barcelona and Real Madrid where I would lean Real Madrid uh, big games in France and, and Germany and Italy. So yeah, it's a fun weekend, but mostly I'm focusing on premier league and champions league. as that gets uh, toward the knockout round. especially. Yeah, if,
3: the, if there's something going on over there, oh, oh, you know, across the pond soccer wise, and we don't have you yeah. on that week. I get at least a few tweets where people are like, Hey, where's Paul Carr? Where is he? Um, I'm like, yeah. oh, well, we usually just do premier league, but okay. Um, match of the week, game of the week, Liverpool yeah. and man, you, what you got here?
5: This is always a fun one. You've got the two teams with the most titles, uh, in the English League history, uh, and I like Liverpool quite a bit here. I know it's at Old Trafford, at Man United, uh, but again, Liverpool and City are kind of the clear-cut two best teams from a number standpoint so far this season. Liverpool's been kind of rolling into form. Uh, they beat Atletico 3-2 in Champions League midweek. They rolled last weekend uh, in England, and Mohamed Salah, the forward, he might be the best player in the world right now, like at this moment. Uh, there are other forwards, Roberto Firmino, Sadio Mane, haven't lost anything. So I, I like Liverpool going into Old Trafford and coming away with the win at plus one thirty. Um, United, man, United's a frustrating team. I think as a better at least, like I took them, I took their season under, and they keep falling behind and they keep coming back and getting points, you know, at the last minute. It's kind of the United mentality. They've been this way this way for twenty five years or longer, and I just don't think it's sustainable. You know, they keep pulling these things out of the fire. I, I think Liverpool is much better here. United's defense is not at 100%. I think Liverpool's going to get a couple of goals at least, and United's not going to be able to come back this time.
3: All right, Everton tomorrow, minus 160 versus Watford. Then on Sunday, while we're watching our football, you can bet on Paul's football, the beautiful game, the international game of football. West Ham and Tottenham, over 2.5, minus 125 is what we're showing, but shop around. And then Liverpool, plus 130 versus Man U. Paul, appreciate it as always, man. Enjoy the weekend. You bet. Have a good one. You too, Paul Carr. Miami Dolphins fan, Kansas City Royals fan. That's not a Kenyella that you necessarily want to be from a championship perspective. Although Kansas City had theirs some uh, six years ago. Jeff, uh, the Warriors are on pace to be 81-0. I just want to point and 82-0. Pardon me. I just want to point that out. And, and no one just, again, brief little reaction just anecdotally from the NBA handicapping world. No one seems to take them seriously to me. As a title contender, no one really. When they say, "Hey, who do you think could win the title?" Oh, Lakers, Nets, Bucks. You don't think
2: they I get play I mean, back? I mean, they were. They did have the same title odds at a few books as the Bucks going into the season.
3: I'm just saying, so, when you ask people,
2: yeah, look, it's just one of those. For me, it's just I want to see what they look like when Clay Thompson gets back. But if Steph Curry's going to score 25 points in a quarter, I like their chances.
3: 25 in the first. Didn't miss a shot the first quarter yesterday. Ended up with a cool 45, including a three from Fremont. Some Bay Area knowledge right there. To a big shot under two minutes and then hit another three under a minute to seal the deal, basically, for the Warriors last night in their game against the Clippers. We'll come back. Dr. Bob's got a couple football picks as well on the college side. It's a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network.
6: The numbers game
8: with Gil Alexander on v the sports betting
3: network. Football season is here, and it's time to download BetMGM Sports. It is Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM, with all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much, much more. Don't forget about that. Also, don't forget about our hoops guide, our NBA guide, the pro basketball betting guide that we've had out now for a little while. And yes, the basketball season has begun, but it's still very valid, only $9.99, at visa.com slash subscribe. Visa.com slash subscribe. All our experts, including JVT, and they're providing strategy and advice. Conference winners, win totals, playoff teams, player awards, all kinds of predictions. Only 999 at Visain.com slash subscribe. let go, Alexander. We get tweets at beating the book. Always appreciate the feedback. This is from D Dollar Sign, or as uh he puts it uh, in his ad. <laughs> this is so D N L R N D N D N L R N D. Anyway. Uh, He said, "Is there a way to watch the full video of the Megapod? Where does it stream live?" Uh, No, we just put out the one video clip of the Megapod. Obviously, the audio is available; we're all podcast distributed. We don't do the video because we don't want to take away from the audio downloads. But we do get a lot of questions about, and so one day, one day we will do the full video. It's just not this football season, but we'll continue to tease it with the uh, the one the one clip anyway. But thank you for asking, Michelin, uh, Michelin man, boy. The Broncos under 10.5 adjusted win total looking pretty great right now. Thanks for bringing it up a few weeks ago, Kale. You are welcome. Brought that up after week one. Jed O'Connor, Chris Taylor getting ready to rip that NLCS MVP away from Eddie. Talking about Eddie Rosario. He's right. You hit three three ding-dongs, had a chance for four. Man, oh man, you are on your way. Uh, Nicholas Griggs, can you please talk me off of Ann Lee plus 115? I don't have the numbers like you do. Uh, I I didn't see the tweet. I wouldn't have talked you off it, but I would have said I wasn't on that match. But good for you because Ann Lee did beat... Irina Camila Begu in straight sets this morning. Vegas Valkeis also talking about that Broncos play. Had this one nailed after Week One. Appreciate the knowledge and incredible daily show. Thank you very much, Vegas Valkeis. He's talking about the the uh, adjusted Broncos under which, for whatever reason, went to ten and a half after they beat the Giants, a team they were favored to beat Week One. Made no sense whatsoever. Um, also, uh, this one from Frog Metal. Great segment yesterday on correlated parlays. My math says fool's gold. In my opinion, time is better well-spent uh, hunting teaser and alt lines. I would agree. Thank you, Frog Metal. We uh, we had a good time with that, me and the crack man. This one is from... Do, do this one also, last one here. This is from uh, Jason, Jason H11. Gil, can you and Mikey Palm make a line on the number of times in the podcast, this is the beating of the Book podcast He's talking about, that you'll say, Todd, please stop talking. <laughs> Or the equivalent is shut up, Todd. I want to have a weekly bet going with some friends that also listen to the pod. Thanks. And Mikey chimed in. Uh, Oh, oh, Jason Addy goes, my thought was two and a half. And then Mikey chimed in. I think that's short. Beating the book podcast, Megapod, also guessing lines, wherever podcasts are distributed. Thank you for making the numbers on that record numbers year after year. We appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, from just outside of Denver, Colorado, talking football, it's Dr. Bob, Bob Stoll. How you doing, Bob?
6: Doing good. Hey, you know that the shut up, Todd, can be a drinking game.
3: Yes, it can, it can be. You you know from firsthand account. You've been on the show before. We'd like to have yes, you back.
6: And, and yet then who wants
3: to watch you guys? <laughs> I don't know. Hey, man. Hey, let's not get personal, Bob. Someone might want to watch it.
6: I mean, you're you're a lovely looking man, Gil. Thank but you, seriously, thank you. Appreciate who wants to look at us? No, I know you're right.
3: Someone, some people do. Some people like to to see people shouting at each other. Uh, let me ask you a question. Yeah,
6: also, hey, hey, props on props on Denver under. Uh, I didn't realize you were the king of the season win totals. I thought that was me, but that's fair.
3: No, you know what my, it is? My, my... It, it wasn't a season win total before the season started. It was adjusted. One. Right.
6: It was an ab- after yeah. adjusted one after the first week. Right. Way to, way to jump on that overreaction. Hey, my season win totals, by the way, I, I have 11. I think I gave out six on your show that were still qualifying uh, after the lines moved. I'm tracking to be eleven and zero right now. So anyone that was listening before the season started is looking pretty good. I've already cashed three. Mid season. What have you cashed already? SMU over six and a half. They're seven and zero after Uh last night. Yep. Uh, Utah State over three and a half. They're four and two, something like that. Um, the other one, West Virginia under seven is pretty close. That hasn't cashed yet, but Ohio under six and a half was my best play. Yes, it was. And I they're, one in, they're one in, they're one they're one six. Look, they at can't you, win seven. Three already. Uh, cashed is already uh, by how many? Yeah, Syracuse is over three and they pushed already. Worst it's, they can do is a push. On um, pace um, for 11 all, and 0. On pace. I think I'm going to end up something like nine and two. There's a couple that are tracking to win that I don't think, are gonna get there or at least a couple of ones maybe a game projected that you know projected a game better than they're you know on the on the positive side of the wind total. I think one or two of those are ultimately not going to catch but um, I'll take nine two. it will be eleven or not, who knows? By the way, what's your NFL record this year, Bob? Well, you know, it's been an interesting season because as, yeah, I started out unbelievably great in college football. My priors, which obviously had a lot to do with my season win totals, were really, really good this year. And I started out great in college and kind of, eh, you know, the NFL was kind of fifty-fifty. The last few weeks, my college hasn't been as good, but my NFL is seventeen and four. Good lord! Um, so now, yeah, so now the NFL is over. This is best best, and strong opinions. These are all plays I recommend. Are twenty-four and thirteen, uh, while college is now I had. Uh, Florida Atlantic last night is the best bet. So college is now thirty-seven and twenty-nine, not bad overall. Sixty-one and forty-two in football, fifty-nine percent. I'll I'll take that. So man, I've oh uh, been, a, been a, a consistently good season if you have college and pro. So I, I haven't been bad in any sport at the same time. Every you know every week's been pretty good because one or the two are winning. So
3: all right, well um, hold, so far, the, hold the, season. Hold the pros because yeah. we want people to go to. Uh... Dr. Bob Sports on Twitter to find out uh, what you're all about if they're curious about your NFL picks or at drbobsports.com. But give us a couple college football. Let's start with Northwestern and Michigan. Michigan undefeated, but you don't get a lot of chatter about them because still looming on their schedule. There's that Michigan State. There's that Penn State. Then of course there's the home game against Ohio State, the rivalry game to wrap things up. But they and they and they squeaked by last week, right? That was the other one where it's sort of like okay. Maybe, uh, maybe not cause for celebration. Yet they are, and they're huge favorites here. Twenty-four point favorites against Northwestern. Northwestern hasn't beaten anybody in their 500 season. How do you see this with the Wolverines this big of a favorite?
6: Well, it's funny. Northwestern, obviously, was in the Big Ten championship game last season. Had a great defense. They had only eight returning starters. Four inside the ball. If it wasn't the, the least amount in the country, it was, it was really close to being the fewest returning starters in the country in a year where most teams had 16 returning starters or more. Uh, and I had them at a the worst than average entering the season, they' been worse than I thought. Now I'm a good coach and staff, and they've got a defensive mind, and they've been able this is why they're underrated. I mean this is why they're overrated, because in the three games against uh, you know, bad offensive teams, they've allowed 6.7 points per game. That's Indiana State, Ohio and Rutgers but they have a lack of talent in the defensive front this year that really gets exposed by good teams. Michigan State averaged 8.2 yards per play and scored 38 points against Northwestern Week 1. Nebraska averaged 9.1 yards per play and 56 points against uh, the Wildcats in Week 5. The only other decent offensive team they faced was Duke, who's actually a little bit worse than average offensively, and Duke gained 563 yards and scored 30 points against Northwestern. So they have a decent pass defense, a little bit better than average, but they cannot stop the run. They're giving up over six yards per running play, and against those good teams that I mentioned, they're giving up like eight yards of running play. I mean, it's and Michigan State, fine, we like to run. I mean, Michigan likes to run, so let's run the ball, Michigan, and let's just do do it over and over and over again. And Michigan State's got a good passing, and they'll be able to throw when they need to. But I like a huge favorite that can – run the ball, and score even when they're not trying to score, which is what you want. When they, when they take their gas, you know, their foot off the gas, they're still moving the ball because they'll be able to run it. So uh, I, I love big favorites that can really run the ball. Uh, I think that's what you have here. In North, in Northwestern's offense is, is not good. Uh, they changed quarterbacks a few weeks ago to Halinsky, former South Carolina and Utah starter, still not good. And aside from Nebraska, who you mentioned was the close game they had mm-hmm. uh, they're, 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 They've held four of their six opponents, the 14 points or less. Uh, and this is one of those teams that they're going to hold the 14 points or less. So I think Michigan wins this game, something in the neighborhood of 43 to 13, somewhere in there. So Ooh. I laid the 22 earlier in the week. It's up to 23 and a half and 24. I still think it's, Worth a play at 24.
3: All right, we've got uh, 60 seconds here. One other big spread. South Carolina and Texas A&M. Texas a and a couple weeks removed from their huge upset of Alabama. South Carolina not with their top quarterback either. What do you got here? Texas A&M favored by 20 well, and a half.
6: Yeah, I think South Carolina is underrated for two reasons. They barely beat Vanderbilt, although they outgained them by more than 100 yards. They should have won by double digits. But nonetheless, they barely beat beat Vanderbilt, which, which looks bad. And then they're their starting quarterback, Doty, is out for the season. But Nolan, who started the season as a quarterback, because Doty was injured, has actually been slightly better so far, and he led the comeback last week. So I think there's been an overreaction to that injury, which is a non-factor. But what I like about South Carolina getting 19.5 points here is that Texas A&M, they looked great against Alabama, and Calzada, who's been terrible all year, aver- you know, averaged nine yards of pass play against Alabama, a complete aberration. He's only averaged 5.7 yards per pass play for the season against teams that would normally allow 6.8 yards per pass play to an average quarterback. He went back to sucking last week. Missouri's got a horrible defense, and Calzada only averaged 5.2 yards a pass play. So he had one magical game against Alabama. He's been terrible in every other game since. So their offense is only 0.1 yards per play better than average. Even though they have a great running game, their quarterback is terrible. And South Carolina's got a strong defense, so I don't think And going to score enough points to cover the 20 points.
3: I got to run, Bob. I apologize for being rude and interrupting, but we got to go hard out. Thank you, sir. Rude, Bob.
4: Mattresses and select goods. That's L E E S forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See Lisa.com for more details.
8: What's up? I'm John Wall.
3: And I'm CJ Toledonna, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three time NBA six man of the year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it
2: back in your prime,
3: do you think he could have
2: ticked it all?
8: I said, I said, OJ, oh, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? You think I need it? Ain't it?
0: <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game with
6: Gil Alexander on VSEN, the sports betting.
3: Become a weekend warrior at BetMGM. King of the Weekend is a free-to-play challenge where you can win up to $50,000 for correctly picking the highest-scoring pro football teams during the weekend. Simply log into your account and find the King of the Weekend contest in your promotion section, then pick the six teams you think will score the most points from the selected games. $1,000 will go to the top entry each week, and if you guess all six in the right order, the grand prize of $50,000 could be yours. Plus, hundreds of dollars in free bets will be awarded to players who come close to a perfect score. Go to your account and try the King of the Weekend free-to-play game new to betmgm download the app today and make weekend football even better only at betmgm the king of sportsbooks. visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions must be 21 years of age or older to wager please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in Nevada, Gil Alexander, Jeff Parley, producer number eight uh, on the weekend. Parlay goes by a different name. He calls himself Jeff Parles. I don't know why he does that. He hosts Bet Center with Ben Wilson Saturday.
2: Time again, Jeff? Well, it's just me this weekend. Oh. Ben Wilson's uh, in for Dave Ross on uh, the six-hour marathon. It is betting across America on Saturday starting at noon Eastern time with Wes Reynolds. Uh, I'll be solo. Nine o'clock Eastern Time at night, so nine p.m. Eastern Time till one a.m. Eastern Time, Saturday into Sunday. Here you're, you're doing four solo.
3: I will be ready to roll. Yes. Hey, if you want to call and just you know talk in the middle of it, I'm I'm there for you, man. <laughs> Jeff's gonna call me and be like, "Who are you? What's your name?" I'm sorry, sorry, I'm doing something. By the way, you hear Bob at the end of that segment? He's like rude. Said to me because <laughs> we had to cut him off. Rude. Um, there's a story here, by the way, uh, you see this, the Dallas Mavericks. I didn't know that, that he left like, uh, former Dallas Mavericks, executive Harald Bustval uh, is no longer with the franchise. I didn't know that he was the, uh, he was, first of all, he was a famous NBA better. That's how he made his hay famously betting on the Lakers so many years ago. And, uh, he was the Dallas Mavericks, former director of quantitative research and development who, who has now called it in, uh, now after his exit, he compares the franchise's dysfunction to, quote, high school drama. Uh, he, said, uh, he, had no, he said he had no interest in continuing his role. He said, I wanted to be part of something. I wanted to win basketball games. Um, but he said it was a very gossipy workplace, very gossipy. It was like a sewing circle over there. Now, there's a whole story about it at ESPN, a great story written by Tim McMahon. Basically, Herolibus saying that, you know, he didn't want to be there. There was an incident where he was apparently a distraction to Luca, where he left his seat with 40, 40 seconds left in an eventual Mavericks loss, and apparently the word got to him that Luca was upset about that because it wasn't it a good look or he just gave up on the team. That's how Luca felt about it, and Herolibus is saying, you know, that was the final straw. But let me just say this. Volgaris acknowledged here later in the article, it, it says, I am an acquired taste. And for any of us who have ever been to the MIT Sloan Sports Conference when uh, Herolibus was there, we can also concur he is an acquired taste. I don't know how much of his viewpoint on this, I believe, because if you've been around him, he will let you know he's the smartest person in the room, or he thinks he is. Anyway, uh, here's a guy who I uh, have been with at the MIT Sloan Sports Conference, the Sports Analytics Conference at MIT for so many years, Jason Wygarden from under a cloud of smoke somewhere in Southern Cali. Oh, Jason, how you doing, man?
8: Pretty good. You know, uh, Bob, Bob, Bob uh, Harl, Bob. He uh, he's independently wealthy from his crypto investments. He doesn't have to work. That's so right. I think that probably played a role into him deciding this wasn't worth his time. Did you ever hang? Did
3: you ever hang out with him at Sloan?
8: I I talked to him for like a minute, um, but no, I, I don't think he would remember me or, or, you know, I, oh. I just got a, a minute of his time.
3: He definitely wouldn't remember me, but yeah, we, we all hung out at some point. What are you wearing there, Jason? That looks like a very comfortable outfit. What you got there?
8: Yeah, it's my, uh, North face, big Lebowski, uh, sweater. <laughs>
3: That's excellent. Uh, with chest replete with chest hair, everybody. Uh, just a great always, life. always,
8: uh, uh <laughs> Jason, let me model ask. You, zone. What'd you say? <laughs> model zone. <laughs> The
3: model zone, that's right, for a special kind of modeling brand. Jason is there for you. Last night, Dodgers opened up a can, man. Chris Taylor, three homers, A.J. Pollock, two. The two of them account for 10 of the 11 Dodger RBI, uh, six from Taylor, four from Pollock. Trey Turner had the other one. And that series now goes back to Atlanta with the Dodgers now only down three games to two. How are you feeling about an adjusted Dodgers series price now at plus one sixty-five, only having to win two in a row as opposed to three in a row now?
8: It's it's interesting. There's still a dog. You get Scherzer in game six, and I'm I'm so happy that this game and this series got extended. Me too. Not just because of my Dodgers pennant futures, but more baseball is always better than less baseball. So you know, hopefully the Dodgers win game six and it goes to a game seven. I hope we have two game sevens personally. The uh, the series price plus 165 is a little interesting to me because I see the opening numbers. The Dodgers are like minus 170 in game six. So if you think they're going to win game six and the market is making them a big, big favorite even going on the road here, um, you're getting basically Dodgers plus 165 in in game 7 you're going to have Dodgers money line plus 165 with Walker Buehler on the mound. I'm not sure who the Braves are going to pitch, but I can't see any scenario where in a potential game 7 the Dodgers would be dogs let alone plus 165 with Buehler on the mound.
3: Yeah, so I'm you know, I'm trying to figure out if you if they're minus 170 in game 6 for that plus 165 to be justified. Um they would have to be, I mean, seriously. They would
8: be a pretty big favorite in Game 7. Yeah, so.
3: let's say if they were minus, let's just use minus 170, because so that's what it is in Game 6, right? But let's say it was two minus 170s. That comes out to about plus 152. So the plus 165, if that were the case, would represent some value. Um, just doing it that way. But we don't know what the price will be in, in Game 7. I'm just sort of giving the a you know, a hypothetical on that. So that just to give you an indication of where, of where that might be. So Dodgers minus 175. Do you agree that they have, you know, they've gotten this far, the Dodgers have in spite of Davey Roberts moves throughout this series and even extending back to the one against the Giants?
8: No, I think uh, I think the opposite. I think at this point, especially Dodgers fans, but I think uh, Dave, Dave Roberts has earned the right to to make his moves and stop being second guest you know what else do you want from the guy he's, he's gotten you this far he's won a world series gone to two others you know if if you don't think he's he's capable of making these decisions and knowing what players are are right for what spots <clears throat> you know it's time to fire him or make him the the manager for life essentially well you know i i personally think he's he's earned the right to make the decisions that he makes if if Dodgers fans aren't happy with him, that's kind of their problem. But I also noticed the, the stadium was like 80% full yesterday. So the Dodgers fans, it's a lot of, you know, what have you done for me lately?
3: Mary Hart wasn't there, Jason. She was notably yeah. absent from behind home play. Maybe Mary Hart sold them. I'm making the entertainment tonight dollars anymore. Uh, what about tonight? Ivaldi and Garcia. Do we have a number on this game, Jeff? Game six. Uh, this one, of course, back at Houston with Houston. Up 3-2 in this best-of-seven ALCS. This is a virtual coin flip, man. We have the Astros at minus 106. The reason, again, that it is a coin flip and they're playing at home is because it's Luis Garcia going up against the really the one bona fide ace in this series and Nathan Iavaldi for the Red Sox. Of course, when we last saw Iavaldi, it was game, I believe it was three of this series. Yes, no, game four of this series, pardon me. Uh, the fateful ninth inning when he went two-thirds of an inning and gave up four earned runs, didn't get that strike three call on Jason Castro, and the rest is history. But Evaldi is their guy, and so they wouldn't want anybody else in this position to try to stave off elimination, the Red Sox. Any he plays here?
8: Yeah, I bet, I bet Red Sox plus 100. I think, I think this is going seven games. Uh, I couldn't see Luis Garcia kind of ruining my bets, as he's done several times this season, but... I don't like the situation with Ivaldi uh, versus Garcia. I think I think the Red Sox are the side here.
3: Okay. Um, by the way, let me just tell you this, Jason, because I know you and I are along with so many people are anxiously awaiting awards after the World Series. And I agree with you: more baseball, the better. Give us as much. So I'm happy these series are extended. But the World Series, the earliest possible ending is October 30th. The latest is November 3rd, I believe. Anyway, either way, November 1st, the Baseball Writers Association of America, I was mentioning this on Primetime Action last night with Matt and Kelly, but the Baseball Writers Association of America, November 1st, regardless, will give three finalists, and MLB Network, 6 p.m. Eastern, they're going to announce three finalists for all four major awards, Manager of the Year, Rookie of the Year, Cy Young, and Most Valuable Player in both leagues. Three finalists in each. But then the next day, it's Golden Glove Award winners, then November 3rd, it's Defensive Player of the Year, Um, then Silver Slugger. Finally, November 8th, a week later, we're going to get the announcement of the Jackie Robinson Rookie of the Year Award winners. November 9th, the two Manager of the Year awards from those final three. November 10th, the Cy Young Awards. And finally, November 11th, MVPs in the AL and the NL. So those of us waiting to cash the Shohei tickets and those of us hoping for the Juan Soto tickets, November 11th, man, 10 days after they give three finalists for each of those. Did you know any of that?
8: Yeah, actually, I looked it up about a week ago. I did too. If, if, yeah. if you notice, I haven't, I haven't cut my hair since baseball started. I'm, I'm planning to get a haircut right after those awards. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I had to look up when it is. I'm getting a little too much hair now.
3: Jason Weingarten, we look forward to that haircut. We like your hair as it is now. <laughs> Host of the Wide World of Winegarden podcast is awesome. Thank you, Jason. Appreciate it.
8: Thanks for having me. We'll talk later.
3: Jeff and I on the NFL next, right here on a Numbers Game at Visa These Sports.
0: Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com.
4: It's my little escape.
0: Now Judy's the life of the party.
4: Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon.
0: Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs>